Lord, we ask that you open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear, open our minds to understand in the name of Jesus. After this service, let it be said that we met you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. May please be seated. God bless you. Welcome somebody. And say you're welcome to church. Hallelujah. We have very few minutes together. And first of all, I want to thank Pastor Fred and his wife for the platform to minister. It's a privilege. It's a big shoe, really. And I want to thank him for this privilege. I'll be preaching by the grace of God for 25 minutes. In Jesus' name. And after that, we'll go into another session of worship. And we'll minister to the sick. And we'll take our communion and leave. I want to say two things before I start. The only reason why you will not be blessed today is because of two reasons. Number one, distractions. And number two, dishonor. Please, everyone listen to me. I beg you in the name of God. As much as I am here to minister, I am also here to receive. So I'm telling you as it was received straight from the headquarters. Two things that will make you miss out on this service. Number one, distractions, meaning your phones and other unnecessary things. And number two, dishonor. Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me when I'm caught up, what happens? You have a double portion of my words, of my spirit. That talks about focus. Because you don't know when I'm going to be caught up. I'll be caught up suddenly. And so it is until you are focused before you can see when I'm caught up. Right? Number two, dishonor. If you dishonor a messenger, you have not only dishonored a messenger, you have dishonored his message and you have dishonored the one that sent him. Please take note. Because I have friends in the congregation and we might want to relate to ourselves as friends. But please understand that I'm in the position of PFE now. It's no pride. It's the truth. So dishonor will cut you short of many things today. Even if Jesus comes from heaven now to this place and ministers to you, if there is dishonor in your heart, I assure you, you will not be blessed. The only place that Jesus looked impotent and incapacitated, Jesus looked very powerless, as powerful as he was in scripture, is when what? There was dishonor. Is this not the carpenter's son? What do you want to tell us? What do you have to say? You were born in a manger. The Bible says that Jesus could not do any miracle there, just a little. Why? There was dishonor in their hearts. Pastor said something last week. Dishonor is a blessing blocker. Dishonor is a blessing blocker. So, as I'm ministering, please, I beg you in the name of God, let it be clear. You are honoring God in me, not me. Amen? 
Praise God. Hallelujah. You're welcome to communion service, worship his majesty edition. We're going to be ministering, healing, and as the Holy Ghost leads us. But I want to quickly do a quick teaching on worship in spirit and in truth. The title of my message is Worship in Spirit and Worship in Truth. If you are writing, please write. I want us to move very fast. John chapter 4 from verse 21 to 24. Media, please help me. Help me move fast this morning. In Jesus' name. John 4, 21. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Verse 22 says, You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. 23. Yet a time is coming and now has come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers that the Father seeks. Verse 24. God is spirit. Can we say God is spirit? And his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. Praise God. Let me define worship for us very quickly. Um, dictionary definition of worship, it means to honor or show reverence to a divine being or spiritual power. Worship, according to the dictionary, is to show honor or to show reverence to a divine being or supernatural power. Now, my definition of worship is this. Worship is an act of attributing reverent honor and homage to God. Worship is an act of attributing reverent honor and homage to God. Let me go to my first point very quickly. Number one, worship starts from the heart. Worship starts from the heart. Colossians 3 from verse 16 to 17. Media, please help me. I don't want to open my Bible, so I don't waste time. Colossians 3, 16 to 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. No. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your words, in your heart to the Lord. So the first revelation here is that worship starts from your heart. Worship doesn't start from your head. It's not calculated. You cannot calculate how you want to worship God. It starts from your heart. Let me not move ahead of myself. Ephesians 5.19. Thank you. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your words, in your heart, to the Lord. So, it first comes from your heart. Worship to God is first from your heart, before it flows to your mouth. Even your attitude. So, it is what is in your heart that informs your attitude. It is what is in your heart that informs what you are saying. 
But the flip side of this thing is, many of us, we can worship with lack of sincerity of heart. And our mouth is worshiping. Worship is spirit. Worship is truth. When it starts from your heart. Next point. Worship connects us to the heart of God. Worship connects us to the heart of God. It is our response to his presence. First Chronicles 16.29 1 Chronicles 16, 29. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Please give me Amplified Classic. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. When you come before somebody, you are coming before that person's presence. Am I right? So you are aware that that person is there. So as you are sitting now, we are going to be worshipping in the next few minutes. As you are listening to me, be conscious that God is here. Imagine you are the only one in this room. Just you and God. So worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness and in holy array. So we are worshipping because we know he's there. Amen? Because we know he's present. Amen? In worship, we enter, we touch, and we are touched by his presence. When we worship, we enter, we touch, and we are touched by the presence of God. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25. Exodus 23 and verse 25. This is a healing service. Yes. No, give me NIV. NIV, please. Worship the Lord your God, and his blessing will be on your food and water. And I will what? I will take away sickness from among you. So as many of us that are trusting God for healing in your finances, healing in your body, you need mental healing. This is it. Worship the Lord your God. His blessing will be on your food and water, meaning you will not lack. You have abundant supply. And it will take away sickness from you. You will be in good health. So, when you are in the place of worship, God touches every part of your life. It's not just your spiritual life that receives fire. If there is sickness in your body, the power of God goes into your body and corrects what needs to be corrected. The Holy Ghost aligns your body to the way God wants it to be, to his default state. So that's what that scripture is saying. Very quickly, how do you worship in spirit and truth? I want to teach us how we can join in together. How do you worship in spirit and truth? Number one, know who you are worshiping, first of all. Number one, please, expression house. Let's know who we are worshipping. You can't tell me that you know God. I mean God, God. That created the heavens and the earth. And worship is going on. Or a service or a sermon like this is going on. And you are on your phone. Doing irrelevant stuff. 
the blood that flows through that hand to which you are using to hold the phone, who made it possible? While in a service for max three to four hours, and your phone is already a distraction. That's just an example. I don't want to go too deep into that because we are going to something else. Know the God that you are worshipping. You are not worshipping your classmates. You are worshipping, of course, is your friend. But you are not worshipping Pastor explained to us how big God is. The nations are like a drop in his sight. And that same God is in a service and you are doing something else. Why the service is going on? So, understand who you are worshipping first. When you understand who you are worshipping, you will be humble in his presence. Many of us are proud in God's presence because we do not understand, we don't know who we are worshipping. I will show you from that scripture, John chapter 4. John chapter 4 from verse 21 to 24. Verse 22 to be precise. Verse 22. You Samaritans, Jesus was speaking to the woman. You people do not know the one that you worship. You don't have an understanding of the one you worship. That is why you do things anyhow. For salvation is from the Jews. Next verse. Sorry, take it back to 22. We worship what we do know. So that's the first revelation to a worship that is done in spirit and truth. You understand who you are worshipping. You are not just worshipping anybody. It is God that created you. So when you understand this truth about worship, worship is not a burden to you. You are not bored in the place of worship. You can be there for five hours. And I'm not just saying this by mouth. It's already an experience. You can be there five hours worshiping and you don't know that time has gone. Because you understand who you worship. So when you know that the one that you are worshiping is the monarch of the universe, you will tremble and be humble enough. And the Bible says that the Lord resists the proud and he gives grace. He increases the humble. He lifts the humble. So we're coming to God's presence. Let's know that we are coming to the king of glory. So we know how to comport ourselves. We know how to pay rapt attention to the word. Knowing that it is God that is speaking through whoever is ministering. Either it's the choir, the drama, or the preacher. It is God working in all of them. So it is dishonor and pride to be doing something else while activities are going on here. God is looking at us, looking at your heart. So when is the time for worship? You will now come and be crying outside, though. Be rolling on the floor from that place to that place. When is time for the word? You are doing something else. And God sees your heart. The Bible says, I think in 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7 thereabouts, God looks at the heart. Man sees at outward appearance. If it is only when camera comes to your side to snap you, that is when you know how to worship. 
it is not spirit and truth kind of worship. Many of us do that a lot. I've done it before. I want to be in the church um, expression house Instagram page. So when the camera is going, I'll just do like this. In the early days of us, in the early days of expression house when I just joined. I'll go online, I'll see people's pictures. <laughs> so camera was coming one day. I just I knelt down because I want to show. Now, camera, cameraman sees your outward appearance. There are some cameramen in this church that it is only when you are in a posture of worship that they will snap you. So they look at your outward appearance because they want a good picture to go up on the Instagram page or whatever it is. But God does not see that. He sees your heart. He knows the reason why you are kneeling down. He knows the reason why you are rolling from pillar to post. It's not because you love him. It's because you want to be seen. I wrote here, have a consciousness of whom you are worshipping. That is where it starts from. Be conscious that God is here. Many of us don't feel God's presence. We don't encounter God. Why? We are not conscious that he's around. We are doing church as usual. The Bible says that we have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God. So every single time you step into this place, either service is going on or not, you are conscious that God is here. This is the temple of God. The house of God, Jesus calls it. Shall be called the house of prayer. So God is resident in this house. So this is the truth we need to understand early enough, quickly. Because until God sees that you are serious, he can't come home. He can't. Number two, be intentional about your worship. Be intentional about your worship. Verse 23 of that scripture. Give me the same John 4. I'm trying to stick to one scripture so we don't waste time. John 4, 23. Yet a time is coming and now come when the true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. In sincerity of heart. Why are you worshiping God, first of all? Let me ask you, to what end? Because of the job? Because of the scholarship? Because of the contract? Why are you worshipping? Ask yourself that question first. In spirit and in truth. Sincerity of heart. Because I love him. He died for me. That is enough for the rest of my life to worship him. So you worship God because of something you want to get. When you get it, that's the end. In spirit and in truth. The Bible says that God is looking for this kind of worshippers. It's not amazing. God is still looking for true worshippers. So it means that there are worshippers that are fake. It's scripture. It's not me. It's scripture. There are worshippers that are fake. So God is still looking for true worshippers. He said God is seeking. The Father seeks. 
So when God sees worship in spirit and in truth, what do you think happens? It comes to you. It comes down to you. God sees your heart and he sees that you are sincere. You are sincere about loving him intentionally. You have been intentional about your worship. The Bible says that God is looking for those kinds of people. Can we be those kinds of people that God can look for? We are the is everybody is sincere. In less than a year, everybody will shift. Less than one year, your spiritual life will shift. Every single thing about you will shift. Let me say this. Spirits are atmosphere dependent. Every spirit is attracted to the atmosphere that causes it. The kind of songs you play and the kind of songs you listen to determines the spirit you attract. So, I don't want to go too deep into that, but you already know what I'm talking about. In your personal life, in your private life, the kind of songs you listen to every day determines the possibilities that you have. Behind every song is the spirit. And when you sing that song, the way it is in the realm of the spirit is that you are calling that same spirit that gave that inspiration for that song. So they are at, on, uh, under certain conditions or atmospheres, some things are possible. You can set the tone of your atmosphere to watch pornography. Those spirits will assist you well. You'll be there for days. You'll keep watching. You can also set the tone to live continually in the presence. What you are calling is that you are calling Holy Spirit. You are calling God himself by his spirit. The Holy Ghost can live in a place that you enter a place and you just know that this atmosphere is charged. Pastor was telling us about that movie. I think it's War Room. Someone enters a room and knows that prayers have been made in this place. It's an atmosphere. So if you pray consistently like that, you are attracting the spirit of prayer and supplication. It's in scripture. We can't go there. So that is why you can meet somebody casually and just shake or greet or have a discussion. And the person goes back with a burden of prayer. A burden to seek God. It's an atmosphere you can carry. The same way you can carry an atmosphere and people come around you and all they are feeling, they are feeling aroused. Sexually charged. is an atmosphere. Please understand this. You can, be, you can be so engrossed in or with demon spirits to a point where you already carry an atmosphere. 
of them. So anybody that comes around you already is implicated by it. Except the person carries something stronger. Hallelujah. Are we following? So we are worshiping now. And I want to tell us what we expect while we worship. Because the Holy Ghost is going to be doing a lot of things. I've seen it already. It is confirmed. Either we like it or not. A lot of things will happen here today. Either spectacular or not. It is the Holy Ghost. He chooses how he wants to do it. Gifts of the Spirit will be distributed. It will happen. So, amen. Let me keep quiet. What happens when we worship in spirit and truth? Number one, we are exposed to healings, deliverance, miracles, and manifestations of the spirit. What happens when we worship in spirit and truth with sincerity of heart? Number one, we are exposed to healings, deliverance, miracles, and manifestations of the spirit. First John chapter 1 and verse 5. It says something about God is light. Yes. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. Scripture still says that God is a spirit. So when we worship God in spirit and truth, what happens? The spirit of God looks for true worshippers and attends to them. So everything you need in God's presence, everything you need and desire, healing, you need whatever, encounters, depending on how far you want to move in life, whatever is your priority, the Holy Ghost comes in honor to your desires. The Spirit of God comes in honor to your desire. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. When God comes to you, and he sees that you are hungry for him. He doesn't satisfy your hunger by quenching it. Prayer ministry, if you are here, how does God satisfy our hunger? Prayer ministry members. By what? More. Stone Campus Fellowship, too. He gives you more. That is how he satisfies you. The Bible says, deep calls unto deep. So when you get to a level of depth, when you get to this level of depth, there is more calling to you. Imagine that we have these unlimited steps down like that. When you get to this level of depth, another deep is calling to you. So when God comes and God sees that at this level, your heart is inclined, I want more. I desire you, God. I want more of you, more of your presence. God picks you, takes you to another depth. At this level, there are some certain things you can't do anymore. There are certain things you can't say. There are places you, cannot, you can't even go to anymore because the depth at which you are does not allow you to go there. You can't post some things on your status anymore. You can't wear some kind of clothes. Because at that level, the responsibility is high. 
many of the things we need today as youths, we need encounters, not explanations. You heard it in first service. If you have an encounter, ha, nobody will beg you. Nobody will beg you to engage in spiritual activities every day. If you miss your normal prayer time, you must make sure within 24 hours you have recovered for it. Nobody will beg you because you know how precious that time is to you. It's more than gold. It's more than silver. Number two. What happens when the Holy Ghost comes? When he sees worship in spirit and truth? The convicting power of the spirit moves in the hearts of men. The convicting power of the Holy Ghost moves in the hearts of men, causing brokenness and genuine repentance. The convicting power of the Spirit moves in the hearts of men, causing brokenness and genuine repentance. John chapter 16 and verse 8. Say something about when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. The next, I think the next line says that he will convict the world. He will prove the world to be in the wrong. About sin. Give me KJV. When he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So, when the Holy Ghost senses truthful worship, worship in spirit and truth, he can't ignore. No, never. God will never ignore people that worship him with sincerity of heart. Never. It might take a while. It might take a journey. It's a process to enter there. But trust me, when you get to that point... It is difficult to ignore you. The Bible says that God is looking for a kind of people. This scripture already, John chapter 4, is a revelation to us. God is looking for this kind of people. So I want to be that kind of man that God is looking for. So what do I do? I engage. I engage the instruction that Jesus gave. Spirit and truth. Not flesh. Number three, my last point. Choir, please come. God comes by his spirit. Please increase your volume. God comes by his spirit to attend to us because we are the true worshippers that he seeks. John chapter 4 and verse 23. God comes by his spirit to attend to us because we are the true worshippers that he seeks. When I saw this scripture, everything about my worship life changed. God is looking for true worshipers. Ha! So it means that there's something I will do that God will never ever take his eyes away from me. I'll remain a truthful and a sincere worshiper from the heart. My first point, remember, worship is from the heart. 
First Samuel chapter 6, is it 16 or 6, verse 7? God looks at the heart. That is enough. Man looks at the outward appearance. If you cry, you shout, you wail, and your heart. God looks at your heart, and your heart does not mirror his face back to him. Forget about it. You are just doing spiritual gymnastics. You don't worship and come out because you want everybody to see that you're a worshiper. You do that, the Bible says you have your reward. Quickly, automatically. Very quickly, we're going on a quick journey. Fast, please let's move together so we can make progress. I want you to be conscious that God is here now. Everyone, please sit. Don't stand though. Just sit on, just stay on your chair. Be conscious that God is here. I beg you, many of the things that we are looking for can only be found in his presence. I beg you in the name of God. The answer to, or the solution to your problem, the reason why you have not been doing this and doing that, and you have not made progress, is in his presence, so... You can't find it anywhere. If you find it anywhere, it's the fake version of it. It is his presence that we get the real thing. Get conscious now, everyone. Make sure that your soul is still. David commanded his soul to be still. Everyone upstairs and downstairs, everywhere, please choose to honor the message you are hearing. There is something it's going to do to you. I'm also part of this exercise. Please, everyone, everywhere. See yourself. Psalm, six, six, Psalm 16 verse 8 says, I have set the Lord before me. NIV says, I have kept the Lord always before me. He's at my right hand and I will not be shaken. See God now. Imagine it is just you and God in this room. Be conscious that God is here. I'm not wasting your time. Just do what I told you to do. Make sure that everything going on in your mind is God. That's how to set him before you. When you have succeeded in doing that, now acknowledge him in your own words. Whatever posture you want to take, take it. Acknowledge him that he is God. That is how to humble yourself. And do that in your understanding first. On a journey. You can begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. However, it leads you.
God is before you now. Look at him. Bring forth every single thing. All the questions you have. Now look at him giving you answers. As you pray in the spirit. Please make sure you are following. Everybody is making progress. We are making progress. This is how to worship in spirit and truth. Make sure there's nothing in your heart except God now. When you have done that, pray in the Holy Ghost. The choir will be leading us to sing songs. Ministrations, the Holy Ghost will be touching, healing, breaking chains, and destroying yokes. Back and forth in your spiritual life, the Holy Ghost is answering that now. You are receiving energy from the Spirit. Doing God's work is no longer boring to you. It's, it's something you enjoy. Because some people, long-standing issues. That pain has been there for years. That's right. You are in the right place. The house of God is a clinic. It's a workshop also.
Get the communion elements ready. Just stay in that atmosphere. Many of us are being baptized into realms of intimacy. God is taking us deeper. Let's get the communion elements very quickly. After that, I will pray. If you have a long standing issue, long-standing issues. The Lord has met you. I don't have to lay hands on you. The Lord has touched every single person that made progress with us. As long as you journey through from the beginning, either you feel goosebumps or not, the Holy Ghost has touched
Everyone, we have to close the service, so just take the communion and the bread. If there's a long-standing issue, the Holy Ghost is just... If you have a long-standing issue that has stayed for a long time, please, after you take the communion, just come out. I just want to pray with you and you go. God just ministered that to me now. There's an issue that has been going on for a long time. Pain, sickness, trusting God for something. Long-standing issues. Anyone in that category, just pray with you and you go back to your seat. Any long-standing issue, something has been there for too long. thank God for an awesome time in his presence today. So Jesus, I thank you. I thank you because I'm not going the same. The same person who came and sat in the morning is not the same person that is going back out of that door. I've been changed. My heart has shifted. Something in the spirit has been shifted. Hunger has risen. Things are getting deeper. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I decree and declare. May your love and hunger for Jesus be ever increasing. In the name of Jesus. May you love God more. May you love God deeper. May he call you into moments of intimacy. And as you do that, God corrects everything that needs to be corrected in your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Because we have been changed. We know we have shifted. It's not a matter of what we are seeing. We know we have shifted. We have changed levels in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can we shout glory? Glory. 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 Amen. Can we take our tithes and offering? Very quickly, tithes and offerings. As we share the grace and go. Ushers, please do that while we are sharing the grace. We're already pressed for time. Can we share the grace together? Thank you, go.